Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm quite excited because I have a lovely lady on the show today. Uh, She's not only one of the coolest people I've ever met because she has a master's in forensic psychology, but she's also on a board of directors with me for a great mental health nonprofit here in Canada. And she's the founder of Love Your Mondays. And we'll give you all the information that you can connect with her and follow her and reach out to her if you want to chat with her more. Uh, But welcome to the show, Mackenzie Chilton. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you were able to come on. You've had a very busy last six months, if not year, if not entire life. So tell us a little (laughs) about who you are and what you're all about. Um, I'm Mackenzie. I live in Squamish, BC. So that's up near Whistler, between Whistler and Vancouver. And uh, I feel like most people start with what they do for work. So we can start there. Um, I am a career coach at Love Your Mondays. So essentially, I just help people figure out what they want to do with their lives because I found that I was in that place years ago. And now I want to help people figure it out because I truly believe that society would be much better off if everyone was doing work that they loved. That is basically what Teen Wealth is all about, is finding something that fits you and your personality and um, your mental health and just your life pursuit and and doing that. So I love that you just said that. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we're so aligned. Yes, (laughs) it's very true. Um, So so how did Love Your Mondays come about then? Is is that along the career coach line or? Yes. So I had worked, as you mentioned, I do have my master's in forensic psychology And I went to university, not really knowing what I wanted to take, kind of fell into this course when I was in fourth year university and loved it. So forensic, I thought at the beginning it meant death. It doesn't. So (laughs) forensic is anything to do with the law. Okay. So it was essentially a combination of law and psychology. Mm -hmm. And I had always kind of grown up, you know, wondering why people did things and and so I had looking back now, it makes total sense why I kind of fell into that world. Um, so I specialized in that. I went back to school. I went back to grad school. And then when I left grad school, I got my dream job. So I was a prison counselor for people in prison and on parole for medium to high risk violent offenders. And I loved that job. I felt like I was helping people that a lot of people didn't want to help. And I felt like I was really making a difference and connecting and these people were finally having someone listen to them. So that was very important to me. Mm -hmm. And then I got laid off. So budget cuts came, the government cut our funding. So now there is no on-site therapist in the lower mainland. Yeah. Um, So that goes back to people not really wanting to help. (laughs) So I guess it was true in in a lot of ways and it kind of affected my job and my career trajectory. And so I ended up looking at, okay, do I want to stay in this career? And if I did, that would mean a huge lifestyle change because a lot of the prisons here are far away in very rural areas. Yeah. And I decided that that, you know, I was in my late 20s. That wasn't the life that I kind of wanted, even though I live pretty rural right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So then I found myself at 28 after going to school for eight years being like, what am I going to do? And so I had gone back into restaurants because I had always enjoyed that world and done it through school. And in that process, a lot of my friends were in a similar position. So they had thought they got their dream job and it wasn't their dream job. So I do feel lucky that I even had a taste of a really good job. Um. They were feeling that way. My parents were just so excited that I was working for the government. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. And my boyfriend at the time was supportive, but he didn't have any tools to help. So I I went and took it upon myself. I hired a career counselor 
And I did all these like really boring standardized tests. Mm -hmm. And it said that I should be a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I was very frustrated with the process to say the least. And I saw a gray area for people that were mentally well. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't, you weren't going to go talk to a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist about this. Who were you going to talk to? Because your friend's, we're in the same boat and your family was just excited that you were working, you know? Yes. So I really wanted to create something that I needed at that time. And I basically spent the last five years developing programs and working through all these exercises. So it's a big combination of the psychology background, but mm-hmm. it's much lighter and not as stuffy as the very boring career coaches that I've worked with myself. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of people have a hesitation to search for a life coach or a career coach or something along that lines because it sounds, because there's a lot of those out there that are kind of like scammy kind of, oh totally. yeah, I, I, I failed at my life, so let me help coach you in yours. So totally. How do, you, how do you convince people or how do you explain to people the value in having a coach and how to find a, a good one? Because I know a lot of our young people are out there listening and going, I want to find the right person to guide me in the right direction, but I have no idea how to find someone that's actually legitimate and not going to say, oh, yeah, pay me $300 and I'll make you happy. <laughs> right. So I think, you know, it is an exchange of, of money. So you have every right to say, like, what are what is your process? Mm-hmm. How will you help me achieve the goals that I want? And if you don't even know what those goals are, they should still have some sort of methodology and way of working. So mm-hmm. the problem with coaches and life coaches, you nailed it on the head, is that people can just quit their job tomorrow and say that they're a life coach. Mm. There isn't a regulatory body for them. There's no standardized test that everyone has to take. Like there is if you're a doctor or if you're a psychologist or a counselor. And that's kind of where some of the um, scamminess can can come about. Yeah. So I would like you have to champion for yourself. So ask them what the methodology is. Look at the testimonials on their website and ask if you can speak to past clients. Um, There is an accreditation. So there's a course. There's a lot of different schools you can take. So I ended up going back for a six-month certificate program Mm because I just left school. (laughs) After eight years. Yeah, after eight years. So I did a six-month program. I I didn't need to, but it was good. I'm glad I did. And that's through it's called the international coaches federation so any program you can ask them if they've taken any training and if it's registered through that um regulatory body then it's it's a pretty safe bet that they've had some good training yeah well now when you said methodology a lot of our people out there listening are like under 18 and so might not understand what you mean by different methodology could you explain that a little bit yeah so it's just kind of how they work so a lot of people are Um, They don't have exercises specific. So some coaches, and I do feel like this is, it works for some people. It doesn't work for me. I have more of an alpha kind of personality. So um, I want results. Whereas some people, if you go to a coach, they will say, okay, what do you want to talk about? And then it's just kind of this sounding board back and forth and you kind of work it out together. Whereas I know for myself personally, I want, exercises and I want to be able to say I am having this problem around relationships okay next time we meet I'd like some exercises that you can help me with whereas another person might prefer to have a more back and forth like talk therapy kind of vibe so it does really depend on the person as well so it's just the different methodology is just the different types of working so I'd say I'm more directive and I'll tell you what I think and we I'll make sure you achieve your goals and it's all kind of future focused. Gotcha. So it's so, kind of like if you're in high school, there's some t- teachers that say, okay, read this, figure it out, and then write me an essay. Or there's others that actually get you hands in doing something. And that's how different people learn in different ways. The same idea with yeah, counseling, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. So if a young person, say 13 to 19, was like, hey, I... I I want someone to coach me. I mean, that's a young age and they're looking at their parents and their teachers as, as coaches. But um, if they wanted to go beyond that, how, is there any advice that you would give them on how to search for someone that's appropriate for someone at that age? And should they be consulting their parents about it? And what if they feel like they can't talk to their parents about it? Sorry, that was like three questions. In one. <laughs> <laughs> three questions. But I think you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I do. I okay. mean, 
Honestly, there's a lot of coaching resources. Um, there's a really cool tech app that's coming out. It's called Sphere. Okay. Um, so their Instagram is Sphere is here. And we can link to that as well. But essentially, you put in what you're looking for specifically into this app. And then it'll, through its algorithm, give you five options of coaches. So if I knew I was looking for career help, then I would input that in. Or if I knew I was looking for wellness, then I would input that in and it would spit out different options of coaches that were a match for you. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And you do all the calls on the app and that's great for privacy. All your session notes are kept in the app. It's really, really cool. It just it just launched this year yeah. um, from a gal out of Whistler. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's really cool. Honestly, if you are in the States mm-hmm. or anywhere anywhere really just doing a big search on Google is a good way to go. Yeah. Um, but then just really champion for yourself and, and kind of, you have to have an idea of what you're looking for. Yeah. And if hopefully your parents are on board and hopefully you can show them that what the value is in it. Absolutely. I really like, I was reading your whole website before we started talking and I, I really love kind of how you set it up. I think it's very kind of easy for someone to just go, Oh yeah, that's me. This is what I want to talk about. And I really, I really love where it says, I'm here to tell you that it's not about your job. It's about your purpose. It's not about your work. It's about your legacy. It's not about yesterday. It's about today and tomorrow. I just, I love that sums up. I think how a lot of young people are feeling because they're like, oh, if I'm in this spot right now, this is where I'm going to be forever. And I've failed. And then if it's about purpose, it becomes more than that. So when we, I, we do have to go to commercial break, but when we come back from that, I just I want to kind of spearhead on that. And I also want to talk about your time working with the prisoners in prison, because that to me is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It's Did cool. you know that okay. I used to teach at a drug and alcohol treatment center for men that had just come out of prison? Did we talk about that oh. before our conversations? No, no I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was in, in, in LA. I was uh, working in Skid Row on one of the drug and alcohol treatment centers there, and I taught their high school equivalency program, so math, social science, and English. Oh, so awesome. Of, yeah high security prisons like murder yeah. stuff like you that. get it then you've heard the stories i do i feel i know how how much that feels so can i give everyone your website just before we go to commercial break if they want to check you out more 100%. okay yep. cool um guys if you want to uh, find out more about Mackenzie and the work that she does it's www.loveyourmondays.co see and we'll link all of this in the bio at the end so if you're following along on itunes or whatever later on um we'll have all the bios and social media and stuff that you can follow uh, but we're gonna have a commercial break and we'll be back in just a couple minutes with Mackenzie. thanks everyone Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. Thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're here with Mackenzie Chilton. And Mackenzie is the founder of Love Your Mondays and just an overall overall cool chick and I'm just so glad she's here Um, Mackenzie (laughs) I do want to talk about a few things that you mentioned before the break I really want to go back to the prisoner stuff I want to know what what was that like working with high-risk offenders Um, how was it like a maximum security prison and and what kind of ages were you dealing with and what kind of problems did you hear about just tell me a little bit about all that Mm -hmm. so I was actually primarily on people that were awaiting trial. So they were in pre-trial jail, essentially. Uh, And then also when they were being reintegrated into society or on parole, which meant either a halfway house or they got day passes. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, honestly, a really rewarding job. And looking back on it, I find what's very interesting is the difference between when people are victims and Mm -hmm. when they start becoming criminals because I probably I worked there for four years I probably saw over a hundred clients for sure and except for one person I didn't understand how he got there Mm. but the coping skills and like if if we had some of these kids lives we would be exactly where they were yeah yeah so what do you how do you feel about the whole a nature versus nurture thing like is it are you is it ingrained in you to naturally go down a path or is it the things that hit you in life or is it a little bit of both and what what ends people up in in prison at a young age yeah i mean science science says that it's a little bit of both and i want to be very clear on that it's a little bit but Mm -hmm. i truly believe in humans capacity to change and to shift their lives and Mm -hmm. i've seen it so yeah, I mean, technically, if you are starting off with, um, you know, you're abandoned by your parents or you're left alone at home to fend for yourselves from, from age 5 to age 10, of course you're going to have trouble at school, mm. right? So it, it's not your issue, and but it's the environment that you're in. But that means still at age 16 if you have someone in your life that's a really good mentor such as yourself Brandy (laughs) (laughs) I um, try (laughs) that you that you can really shift and and look at how do I want the rest of my life to play out Mm. like the human brain doesn't stop changing ever it's plastic so it's always moldable and especially until age 25 Mm -hmm like your personality, none of that stuff is like fully, fully finalized until around 25. So you're saying because I'm in my 30s now, I'm in trouble? <laughs> is yeah. that what you're telling me? <laughs> you're, you're stuck this way. <laughs> yeah. oh, Lord, now we're really in a mess. Now we're in a pickle. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so that, that's kind of cool to know because I know there's different times in your life. Like somebody told me once around 30 that your body really starts to shift how it grows and changes and reproduces cells and and so that's that's very interesting to know so you know it's it's funny like I they the the guys that I worked with in in my program that came out of I mean I wasn't their therapist or their counselor or anything like that but because I was teaching English social science and math and some of these guys were in their 40s and 50s and and literally didn't have a grade one reading level like the ability to read basic basic words and 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 I used to push them a lot kind of on I guess I guess some of the things that you may do with with your clients previously or maybe did and I used to push them and so for like our English assignment because it was just their high school graduation they were trying to get but for English assignments I would ask them to write maybe a paragraph that they whatever they could write on on why they wanted to go to school because it was an elective program that I was doing okay um that I was teaching right like they didn't have to get their GED to be here they just had to become sober and get back on their feet but uh there were like these 20 guys that that in my first class that that elected to be there and and it was amazing because they were so hard at the very beginning and didn't want to tell me anything and then over a couple of weeks of me writing these things and I make them watch like short films like minute long 
on really inspirational short films and you'd see these guys that are covered head to toe in tattoos that have got tears fake tattoos tearing down their oh yeah oh yeah I had those yes too (laughs) and and I have them actually crying over over a one minute video about a kid growing up without shoes and and a lot of them would come to me over the over the weeks and just be like I'm in your class because I need self-worth I'm in your class because I need self-esteem I'm in your class because I don't like who I am and I can't help my 20 year old kid with his homework like or my three or my five year old or my grade three kid with his homework and that was heartbreaking to me to know that they were literally thinking of themselves as unworthy and and a lot of them I mean one of the guys told me that his grandma had trafficked cocaine in his diaper when he was a baby and so it was natural for his mom to be a, a coke dealer and him to be a coke dealer and he didn't know anything else but he wanted to be better. And it was, oh, my God, it was, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. You have an example, too? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it, I, do, I do just thinking about them because they deserve so much more in life, but they didn't have anyone to guide them on how to get that more. Do you have any examples like, like that of something that you remember that really hit you? And, and do you have any suggestions on how you helped that person, potentially? Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the biggest thing I gave to a lot of these people was just to listen to them. And... Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you find yourself in a situation like that, seek out someone that you can trust and actually tell everything to. So the people that saw me, they were court mandated to see me. So they had to see me. But the same thing kind of happened. So they weren't there voluntarily. But the first session, you know, it was a lot of tough guy. I've done this. I've done this. and, And then I was like, okay. But then you know, it was just coping mechanisms and talking about, was this how you want to continue? Because honestly, some of the time, if they said like, this is how I want to continue, I would ask them why. And if they were very clear, then, you know, I'm like, okay, you don't want to make the change, but if you're ready to make a change, there are really big um, shifts that can happen from really easy exercises. So one exercise that I freaking love and I still use with clients because it's great for stressing and stuff um, is to really label your emotion. So any, any emotion that you're feeling, if you label it, so if you say it out loud, it lessens that emotion. So if you're getting really, really upset, and so I worked a lot in anger management and that kind of thing, if you say, I'm angry, it mm-hmm. actually lowers that emotion. Because our brain is essentially, from an evolutionary perspective, always trying to keep us safe. And so it's always kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Like, do we need to fight, flight? Are we okay to sit and eat? Mm. Um, So your brain is constantly trying to figure out what's going on. And if you're able to label it, it relaxes and it lessens that emotion. Now, it works with happy emotions, too. (laughs) I remember I was walking on the beach one day and I, I think I probably even said out loud, I'm so happy. And then it instantly lowered that emotion. Right. So you became less happy because you said, I'm so happy because my brain had figured it out. So try and only do it with (laughs) the negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just those little shifts in identifying what's going on within yourself. So instead of looking at an outward world, um, what's happening in the world around me, like what's happening within me, Mm -hmm. does it align with what I want with my life? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and then a lot of them are just like regulatory coping mechanisms. So that's, that's a huge one, that labeling one. I've helped people that have anxiety, like not prison people that I worked with in prison, but like coaching clients they had crippling anxiety, been to counselors, whatever. And I told her that exercise. Yeah. And that helped her so much. I don't, I don't know if she still has full panic attacks and stuff, but Mm -hmm. just being able to label it lowers the stress on your brain, trying to figure out what's going on. And then bonus points is if you cannot use like grade one words. So we're not going to use happy, sad, or angry. Mm -hmm. So if it's anger, what is it really? Maybe you feel disrespected. Maybe you feel let down. Maybe you feel not heard. And so getting really, really deep into what's truly going on for you, Mm -hmm. able allows you to control how you're going to react, which is really the only thing you can control, but it improves your communication, which improves your relationships, which improves, you know, your behavior. And it just, it really does spiral that one little exercise. So that's interesting 
what when when you're deep in negative thought and or or if it's an anxiety or panic attack sometimes it's hard to remind yourself of these helpful things do you have a suggestion like i know some people literally have like a elastic band on their wrist and they'll snap it really hard to try and pull their brain out of it is that a thing (laughs) that's 100 percent a thing okay so that's why that's why blowing into the brown paper bag that old like <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's still <laughs> yeah in the movies I don't know if the kids will get that but if you blow into a brown paper bag it slows your breathing down because you're physically changing what you're focusing on so if you snap that rubber band it's shooting like a light like it's not a lot of pain but a little pain signal to your brain yeah. which is a tripwire for you to um, shift right yes if you like literally if you open the window and fresh air hits your face, if you blow into the paper bag and now you're looking at the bag blowing up and down, that's why it calms you down because your brain is now shifting and thinking about something else. Ooh, do you have anything new that you've, you've, you, you personally suggest that's, that's kind of like that or, or I, I like the rubber band thing because it's something subtle that you can wear on your wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, but changing your scenery often really helps. So going outside, if you're inside, um, that kind of thing, stopping the car, if you're driving, just pulling over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember listening to something that said crossing a threshold, even if it goes from like your kitchen to your bathroom, to your bedroom, to your living room or to your patio, because there's something about like, if, if you believe in evolution and you believe in all that and, and you, you went from like a meadow to a forest, your needs changed. It like literally inside, inside DNA. <laughs> your yeah. needs change. If you're in a meadow, you need to protect yourself from this. And if you're in a forest, you need to protect yourself from this. Yeah. And they said we've adapted to our homes to the point where if you're in your bedroom crying and you just go into your kitchen, it lessens that a little yeah. bit. Like saying, I'm angry cool. or frustrated. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that. Thought about that. That was interesting. Now I'm I have sorry. to go back to the prison stuff and ask you one more thing. Were you working with men and women? I was working with both technically but I think I only had like four female clients, so mostly men. So you're a very attractive blonde, Mackenzie. Did you get hit on and did you use that to your advantage in counseling? Because I have to say I did when I was a teacher. The, the, <laughs> I the pants did. I wore, the better they listened. <laughs> I know that's horrible, <laughs> but my goodness, it's true. <laughs> Honestly, I have a very bitch, like resting bee face. Yes. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that that really like shut people down. I was also normally quite a bit younger. Okay. Um, and I had the, the difference was for me, like they were, they had to see me, right. Or they were going to go, they were going to break their parole. Yes. Okay. So it was, you know, I didn't really have to like keep up my client load or anything like that because they didn't really have a choice in a sense. Um, okay. So it would be like one or two things that it would be this sly thing. Like, well, well maybe I can take you out for dinner or that and that kind of stuff and I would either just shut it down I, I didn't actually have any any real issues shockingly I've had more issues working in a restaurant than there to be honest oh, yeah. well that's a very good segue into the next thing that we're going to get to after the next commercial break is talking yeah. about the new nonprofit. but what so so going back to your career coaching um Tell us, what are some steps that you have to figure out kind of where to go in your life if you're 17, 18, 19, 20, or or maybe even later and you you feel like you've gotten into a job that's not right for you? Like, what are some steps Mm -hmm. that you can take? Do you have anything that you can suggest for for helping people with their path? So I think the biggest, one of the biggest things is people not knowing what they care about. And that can seem really silly like you could be like no I know what I care about I care about my friends I care about my dog I care you know whatever it is but truly like what's important to you is this idea of this value system right so Mm -hmm. you have morals which are things that you're taught they can have like a religious connotation but they're essentially to try and keep us functioning as a society or as a big group so don't lie don't steal don't cheat those kind of things Mm -hmm. Those are your morals, right? But your values are things that are important to you and that really excite you. And if you've ever had that feeling where you're working for a really long time and time just all of a sudden it's like three hours later and it feels like it's been five minutes because you're so into whatever you're doing. Yeah. 
there's probably something in that task that is very exciting for you or is that value system. So for me in my life, freedom is a huge value. So freedom yes. of time, freedom of location, um, freedom of task is very important, <laughs> meaning I'm kind of a brat and I want to do what I want when I want, right? <laughs> um, yes. but, but so if I fi- find myself, which I was at one point in a job where I have to commute two and a half hours a day, then I'm sitting in an office with, you know, no windows and I have two other coworkers and I'm doing tasks that don't excite me and I, you know, just plug in, plug out, like that is zero freedom, right? Yep. And so what happens is a lot of the time, and this happened to me for a year, I was really, really tired and I was sick more that year than I've ever been before. And it was essentially my body being like, stop, stop, stop. You hate this. Why are you doing this? And it was physically making me stop, right? So it's that idea of cognitive dissonance. So when you're doing something, but your brain knows that you don't like it, but your your conscious self might not even know that you don't like it yet. Mm. So... To figure that out, there's a lot of a lot of different ways to do it. You can look at a list of words. Um, so there'll be words like happy, love, community, freedom, adventure, authenticity, all those kind of words sometimes. And you can pick out ones that you're like, yeah, that's something I want. Yeah, that's something I want. Yeah. Um, and then my and this is just a really easy suggestion is to look at when you had a really good day, which of those words, were around for you Mm. and then which when you have a bad day which one of those words okay well I didn't really get to feel free today yes and then so values are important because obviously we want to try and find careers and jobs that have all those things but they also can operate as decision-making tools so if I am going to work with a new client or if I'm going to book a speaking gig I'll do a quick gut check and say, does this feel free to me? Yes. And oh. if it does, then I'll take it. And if it doesn't, then I won't take it. <laughs> so some people feel really weird about having that self-conversation, but it's possibly the most important thing, in, in my personal opinion, to for, for good mental health and <laughs> just to be okay with life. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? <laughs> like you oh. just said how important that is, but for you personally... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm also by nature a very introspective person, so I probably need to chill out on that a little bit, <laughs> if anything. Um, but I overdo it sometimes. Do you oh, find you a hundred percent? But if I'm going through like a breakup or some like something that's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. it's hilarious in my head because I'm half a counselor and half the person that needs the counseling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. it's like, oh, well, you know all the things to do. And that's why actually I found, I've gone to counselors in the past and I found it quite hard because I know what they're going to say a lot of the time. (laughs) I think that's so important though that you just said that because you're a trained professional who went to school for eight eight and a half years because that's six months that you tacked on. on. And I think a lot of people go, oh, I should be at this point in my life where I wouldn't need this. And, and, oh, if I'm certified in this, then I don't need that. But I think the point that you just made is that we're all human. And it doesn't matter if you've studied a thousand years at university and memorized every psychological definition like cognitive dissonance. There are still days when you're in your head because you're human. And that and that and that's totally. okay. I think that's really important for anyone listening to hear. That's why I'm, I think that's very important. Um, so if you want to follow Mackenzie before we go to our next commercial break, it's www.love.com your mondays.co and any other social media that you want to link to instagram. right now Mackenzie? Love, love the instagram okay who what it's what's your, your instagram love, love your mondays. mondays so easy i love it okay we're gonna go to commercial break and then we'll be back for our last 15 minute segment with miss Mackenzie. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to teen wealth radio to join in the conversation send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com that's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I'm here with Mackenzie. She's given us some insight on, on uh, not only what she's gone through in her life, but some of the stuff that she's created uh, to help people figure out their lives. And she's a career coach and just a really awesome overall human being. So thanks, Mackenzie, again for joining us on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've learned a little bit about kind of some of the your point of view on things and, and what you've uh, accomplished in your life and some of the things that you've gone through. But I want to know what you were like as a teenager. Were you happy-go-lucky? Were you quiet? Were you shy? What were you like? Um, I was pretty, I was shy, I'd say, but I definitely, like, I bounced around a lot of different groups in high school. So mm-hmm. I, I played basketball and I danced, but then I was also, like, on the like super nerdy end of things I was an IB which is similar to AP in the states okay and then also my boyfriend at the time was like you know the guy that like skipped school and Mm. didn't care about that kind of thing so I really (laughs) cycled through a lot of different groups in high school yeah okay gotcha and and Uh what about your own self-esteem what did where were you at were you were you like me that had none or (laughs) Um, honestly, I feel like I might have been like a little bit ignorant in high school. Okay. And then it was in my 20s where my self-esteem kind of got the bigger hit. Oh, interesting. Uh, was there something that that made that happen? Or, well, or did it I just... I think it might have just been like more awareness. And maybe being out on your own. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I had the pretty average like self-esteem things mm-hmm. um I will say I didn't have any body image issues because I was I took ballet my whole life and mm-hmm. I had an experience where my teacher like poked me and was like too fat too fat eat more eat yeah. more bananas or whatever it was <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I have a big butt I can't help it <laughs> so um my response was kind of to be like you know what screw you this isn't for me and and that was kind of my reaction to to certain things, you know. So I'm I took that attitude, whereas I did have friends that I danced with who took it really to heart. Yeah. Um, so I think I was feel lucky that I got to skip at least that part of what can be a trying trying high school. I also grew up without social media, so I'm not old, but I'm 35. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna say that I'm not old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't even know what it would be like now. Mm. Yeah, but definitely, definitely harder. If you ever get the chance, have you ever seen Monica Lewinsky's TED Talk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I love her because she was before. So 
social media, but she was still in the era of emails and the email bullying that she went under. Like, I think it was something like eight years that her mom didn't leave her alone in the house because she was getting so bullied emails yeah. and people outside the house because of it. And no one ever really bullied Bill Clinton. They were just like, oh, yeah, this oh, guy no. got this thing. Uh, yeah. Not this young girl who was seduced by the most right. powerful man in America. <laughs> Yeah. And also like to think if that happened now, I mean, you see it currently, that would be like maybe a week's worth of news and then people would be on to the next thing. So maybe, you know, in some ways, social media made it good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I never actually thought about that. Um, okay, so that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, I mean, some of us go through like these horrific things as a teenager and that's what pushes us through and then that's what, ke- or that's what keeps us struggling and I know that might be the case for me some days. Um, I think, so t- honestly, I think that that's huge for anybody listening and for you, Brandy, is that once you get out of that struggle... Mm-hmm. it's wild how much you have learned. I went through my, my hard time was like 26. That was my yeah. really hard, bad year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so once you've come out of that and once you've really like hit the bottom. Yeah. You, and so you just have to know that you won't always feel this way. I think that's so key. That I think that's, and, and I think that's the hardest thing for a young person to, to know. Cause it feels sometimes like when you're in it, you're in it and it's going to be that way for forever totally and it's so hard to tell yourself that it's going to change not, not be that way and I promise you I promise you it will so if if I know you've created some programs and ways to help people so if there's somebody right now that's feeling like they're they're stuck and they don't know where to go as a career coach is there a program or something that you have or that you could suggest that might give them some steps to figure out their lives yeah so I have program it's called what the f am i gonna do with my life okay (laughs) (laughs) so you know because remember what i was talking at the very beginning the Mm -hmm. career counselor and the coach that i went to was so boring and that's not me i'm not a boring person you the work doesn't have to be boring and my kind of whole ethos around it is that i really want people to find happiness now and then cultivate that habit so It's on WTFSessions.co. That's how you can find it. I love that. That's awesome. We'll, we'll put that <laughs> in the bio as well, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome. So so um, let me go to Mind the Bar now. So you and I both sit on the board for a nonprofit um, that was established only this year. Uh, sorry, last year, and and has already made some amazing headway, and a lot of it due in part to you. So, do you uh, want to tell everyone a little bit about what Mind the Bar is, and then your um, like the beginnings of it, and then maybe we can talk about some of the big things that have happened in the last few months. Sure. So, I wasn't around for the very very beginning of it. It was basically came from a Facebook post. So, our president Shoal, he made this Facebook post. Um, talking about some struggles that he had, some thoughts of suicide and depression, and just saying how thankful he was that he had his business partner, Christina, who is our vice president, help him through it, and to let other people know that they weren't alone. So it started with that post, which was super well received. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of opened the doors for people to say like, you know what, hey, me too. I kind of feel, I feel that way sometimes, and I'm not really sure what to do about it. And so they started reaching out to him. And so, you know, there was four of them, I believe, at the beginning that wanted to create this resource for people in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. And if you have ever ever worked in restaurants or if you're starting to work in restaurants, it's shift work. It's pretty high stress. I think it it can be a lot of fun, Um, but you don't have health care and your needs are a little bit different. So a lot of the the suggestions from a counselor would be to go to bed early and mm-hmm. to make sure you get restful sleep, but you can't, you can't do that if your restaurant's open till 3am and you're, you know, you're getting home at 4am and you're missing daylight. And so there's a lot of different factors that affect restaurant workers as opposed to like the general population. And especially bartenders. 
bartenders, right? Because you're always sampling the cocktails that you're making. So there's always yeah. alcohol in your system and it's a lot of loud noise and people sometimes treat you a little bit less than human when they want something or yeah. if they're, they've been drinking. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people shockingly don't know that alcohol is a depressant. So it will make you have a lower, uh, like a low level mood. Even if you're not depressed, it's a depressant. And a lot of people don't know that. So, you know, I just feel like the more information you have, the better off everyone's going to be. Yeah. Uh, well, you, yeah. And then obviously there's drugs and other things like that at bars and clubs and restaurants and things like that. It's becoming yeah. more more socially acceptable, I think, to mm-hmm. to use drugs and, and whether that's a good thing. <laughs> it's probably very, very debatable. Um, yeah. That's a whole nother yeah. podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, and so mind the bar it, it, how many people are on the board now of it in entirety? <laughs> I believe 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah. And then, and it's mostly made up of restaurant owners, correct? But people that all, um, care it's about mental owners, health. Bartenders, yeah, GMs. Yeah. And yeah, basically everybody, <laughs> you have to care about yeah. mental health. That Absolutely. is the requirement, yeah. And then so about six, seven months ago, we did our launch event, maybe not even that long ago. It's been July, since, since yeah. actually the last year, right? I when know, was our yeah. launch event? I believe it was in July. July, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was about six months ago. Um, yeah, and the launch event was really interesting because we all got up and kind of told a little bit of our own stories to everyone that came out from the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. And and it was like an overwhelming re- response from from people what did you feel about that i well you know how i felt about it the day of i was a puddle (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i think it's always good to share your story i'm sure that there was people there that heard your story and were affected by it and my story and were affected by it and um just to let people know that they're not alone so i'm a huge huge champion and cheerleader for telling your telling your truth as they say yeah and and i found it very interesting because there was 10 of us up there i think that and all of us told partial truths we didn't tell the whole truth for sure and i a lot of that was because we didn't want to scare people but we were also scared ourselves to share all the dark stuff inside of us that we didn't want everyone to know did you struggle with that yourself up there or did you did you totally tell everybody everything that they needed to hear <laughs> i did struggle with it mm-hmm. So I didn't say every traumatic thing that happened to me during that really hard time in my life. Yeah. Um, But I'm now very happy with that decision because the purpose that we were there for was Mm -hmm. to talk about mental health and uh, to talk about where we want to go with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think some people overshare sometimes and sometimes it's good to keep that stuff with us or is it only good to... Like, is it good to, to to let out that difficult stuff with somebody like you, for example, or with our parents and friends, or or should people be cautious about who they share their stuff with? Because, I mean, I think everyone has a different opinion on that, but I love yours being a trained counselor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think that you, well, let me think about this for a second. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to stand by my first gut reaction. I think you need to be cautious about who you tell things to. And don't assume certain things. So if I'm, you know, when I was in high school, I would assume my parents would have this crazy reaction when, in fact, it probably would have been just easier if I told them. Yeah. So don't assume the other person. If there's someone in your life that you can consistently trust and have been there for you, then I think if it feels like a safe space to talk about it, then you you totally should empty out your complete truth and that's I think kind of cycling back to that point is that I don't think that talking in front of an audience of 300 people was the it wasn't necessary for me to tell my whole truth Mm, yeah and it's hard to know sometimes like who who yeah I I like that you said to to before your your answer back to that because I think a lot of people go oh maybe I should tell everyone everything and then and then that can backfire on you too because sometimes people aren't ready for it so it's always good to kind of Mm -hmm. I don't know go into that with a lot of thought (laughs) for sure but then sometimes to share share your difficult stuff because people think that they're alone and hearing that 
other people have gone through the difficult stuff that they're going through. So that's why we have the radio show. Like every, hopefully everybody tunes in and gets to hear other people's stories for sure. Um, so, and then, we we'll, wow, we only have two minutes left. So, I have to tell everyone, a couple months ago, Mackenzie and Alex, two people on the board, traveled to Mexico and competed against eight other nonprofits from eight other countries around the world, all for different initiatives towards um, um, restaurant and like the service industry and they ended up winning 50,000 US dollars for us to help fund um, counseling and therapy sessions and things like that for people in North America or well Canada to start but hopefully the world one day yeah um, so congratulations on that Mackenzie what was that experience like for you <laughs> oh <laughs> it was it was really an amazing experience it was my first um, trip with like a brand so that was that was pretty cool Alex had gone on a, quite a few trips with brands so that in itself was cool. It was really awesome to hear all the other ideas from all the different countries. So there was recycling. There was um, the states actually pitched another mental health initiative. So that was that was really awesome to see. Um, there was people that wanted to make sure that cacao was harvested properly. People were dealing with cigarette butts, and so it was really it was really wide ranging. Um, yeah. And so all the ideas were were really awesome. I was. Initially, I didn't think that we won even after they announced it. So I was quite, I was in shock. <laughs> and then I thought about everybody on the board at home. Mm-hmm. That was my second thought. Yeah. And then the third thought was um, just how many people we're going to help and yeah. like actually, actually make a difference. So it's pretty exciting. Very cool. Okay. So I have one question that I ask everybody at the end of the show and you only have 30 seconds to answer it. <laughs> okay. If- you had to let the whole world sit down, shut up, and listen to you give one piece of advice from your own life, and everyone had to listen, what would it be? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Don't give up hope. I have a tattoo to my arm. It says, but only hope. It's a Shakespeare quote. The whole saying is, the miserable have no medicine, but only hope. And I literally... I think I took it before Obama had it, to be honest. So <laughs> I think hope is is a thing that everybody should have in their lives and that will drive you forward when it gets hard. I'm sorry, I just Obama has a tattoo from Shakespeare no, on his body? Sorry, he doesn't have, <laughs> no, God, I'm starting rumors. No, he's like the hope guy. I yep. know, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe he does. I was like, yeah, well, how close are you to the ex-president? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's so funny because I have uh, "Be True" from "To Thine Own Self, Be True" tattooed on me. So we're look at us, little cliche tattoo girls. <laughs> Shakespearean. Oh goodness, and Shakespearean. All right, Mackenzie, thank you so much for being on the show. I could keep you on for yeah. a whole other hour, Thanks but for I really having me. It. Thank you so much. And guys, if you want to check her out, go to loveyourmondays.co or Love Your Mondays on Instagram, and we'll put more information in a bio about her uh, underneath this show on iTunes. So thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. 